What's up, guys? <laughs> All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back, baby, to the weekly scraps. We got some uh, recaps that we want to do. I got Jake Hare on the call with us. We're going to touch base on a little... Uh, what should we do first? Should we do the uh, the recap first, or should we get right into like the current events kind of thing? I say recap and then current events. All right, so let's start with the recap then. Uh, we got Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, obviously him versus Kevin Holland. That fight for me was insane. Kevin Holland, entertainer first, uh, and I guess I, it's going to sound weird to say, but winning second. Like at least that's the way. I look at this from the outside. I'm yeah. like, dude, I feel like there was many paths to victory in this one. And I'm a fan of both guys. Wonder Boy, he's trained with us. He's um, His brother is actually married to Chris Weidman's um, sister, Colleen. So to see that, so I'm, I'm, I, I, I've had a lot of interactions with Wonder Boy. So we're pretty cool. Um, Wonder Boy, we've hung out with a bunch. And then Kevin Holland, we hung out with him a bunch as well. So the only thing for me is I, I see this matchup. And I'm like, damn, it's really hard to pick. And after we broke it down, I was like, man, I feel like Wonder Boy's yeah. going to win this fight. Yeah, that's but a, then once you really broke it down, I, I also agree. Like, Yeah, but then in the fight, you see Kevin Holland have his moments. And you're like, oh, Kevin Holland can actually, I mean, anybody can win. It's an MMA fight, right? But then Kevin Holland's having his moments. He gets the takedown off of a, like a slip. And I'm like, well, th this is the banana pill that we said if it happened, if he got Wonderboy to the ground, no matter how he got him to the ground, this is an opportunity for him to win the fight, secure a round, lock it in, and on top of that, do some damage. And, of course, use his jiu-jitsu, which I would imagine is a lot more superior, in my personal opinion, in comparison to Wonderboy. I don't think Wonderboy does much grappling when he's home other than the few times that he's worked out with Weidman. But that was... Back in the day, I don't think he's doing much jujitsu with Chris these days, in my personal opinion. This is just what I what I think I know. I could be completely wrong. So he gets him on the ground. He lets him up two different times. What are you doing? I did not understand that whatsoever. I'm like, dude, you gotta secure the bag. You can punch him, make it exciting. You don't, don't go for the jujitsu stuff. All right, fine. But punch him, ground a pound, make it make it exciting, then stand him up. Don't just ah, we not we not wrestling. Like I don't know, man. That couldn't be me. I tell you that. Yeah. Never be me. I just don't understand. Like, if it, I felt like it was kind of the unspoken thing. Like, if if you know that his weakness is the grappling, and you know that your disadvantage is if you try to purely just stand up with him, why do you think he was letting him up? Do you think he? I, I don't. I don't know. The entertainment, man. But like, he's not. That that win could have put him like up in the rankings. Like, he's not Kevin Holland. I don't think he's ranked. No, I don't. I I, when I, I don't want to. I remember speak, watching. I don't the think fight. he was ranked coming into that one. Yeah, like I remember watching, and I was like, "Oh, Wonder Boy's six, and Kevin has no number next to his name." But I could Is be Barbarina wrong. ranked. I feel like one of them was ranked, one of them wasn't ranked, and that was a high stakes match at one seventy. And uh, yeah, I I think to your point, I, that was a huge stepping stone for him. And I think what the UFC was trying to do was I don't want to say give him a layup. But give him a more favorable matchup in comparison to the Hamza Chemaev, Shavkat. Like if he fought those guys, we, we kind of know like those guys are going to take him down. And if they take him down, what's going to happen? We kind of got a glimpse of that already. Um, yeah. We got to look at that already. I don't want to say a glimpse. We got to look at that already if we're not mincing words here. And um, he gets a striker. 
it's a fun fight, back and forth. He has some big moments, some big opportunities in the early goings of the fight. I don't know when he broke his hand, but just to speak on that, I think the UFC gave him a, a favorable matchup, gives him an opportunity to kind of wash away the slate <laughs> of what happened with him versus Hamzat Chemaev so that the fans kind of forget about that because we know the fans are like, what have you done for me lately? Yeah. You do this, you have a great performance. The majority of the fans are going to forget what happened with you and Hamzat Chemaev. That's just the way this game works. It's weird. Um, I, for, for me, I'm just like, nah, I know what happened to you a couple months ago. Don't, nah, like, like me, like that's just me. But for him and the fans, that was a great opportunity. And um, unfortunately, uh, I think he, it was a little ill-advised. And I don't even know if his, his corners told him to do that. I think that was more so on him being in the moment and just wanting to put on a show for the fans, which was fun. Don't get me wrong. It was fun to watch for me, for the millions of others who watch it, but for your pockets and your bank account. Right. I'm just hoping that the UFC is like, all right, take that. Thanks for the entertainment. Thanks for a potential fight of the year candidate um, showing. And uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know how often they do that. And that used to be a thing of the past. I don't know. I haven't gotten it. I guess my fight. I don't know. <laughs> no you, one you likes the grappler. You don't stand there and let people tee off on you. So Hey, hey listen. If the UFC would tell us in the back room, hey, guys, if you make this a crazy fight and you guys go out there and you fight crazy we will take care of you i'm like all right man say less yeah you would maybe, let your maybe, you maybe so not, you would let yourself not. get your ass kicked for no 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 no. i didn't say money? let myself get my ass kicked because okay I, I said say less i might stand up and bang it a little bit more and then i'm gonna take your ass down so well hold you. on if they said aljo get the shit kicked out of you for a million dollars would you do it get the shit kicked out of me like go in there and have a michael chandler fight for a million dollars. Baby, is it worth it? <laughs> She's, She's like, yeah. Her She's shaking her head. I don't know She's what like, that means. Give me that yes, it. No. So, I don't know, man. That's a tough position to be in. If, if that's my fight style and that's the way I win, um, and I don't have any other paths to victory, I'm going to just do what I got to do, collect this bag, um, ball out, save up money for these investments. But, I have a very particular set of skills that make me very dangerous to a lot of people like you and a lot of people across this world. I will find you. I will submit you. And I will take your back. So that's the way I kind of break that down. I don't know, man. It's it's a little too crazy for me. I can't go out there and just start brawling. Like, But if they did yeah. say, hey, if this is a crazy fun fight, we'll take care of you. I'm like, all right. I'll stand up a little bit longer. Like even the TJ fight, I want to take, I want to stand up and strike. Don't get me wrong. But... He threw the kick, and we trained. You were there. We trained for that kick, drilling over and over and over. And the kick Literally. just fell in my hands. I just caught it. My natural instinct was to just run him down to the mat, and that's what I did, and I beat the crap out of him. But, yeah. Yeah, he he, he served it up to you on a silver platter yeah, and said, like, come like eat this meal. Pill. Yeah, like when a boy falling over, I mean, dude, that's not my problem. I didn't tell you to slip. You know, <laughs> but why let him up? Like, you need you kind of need a win. They both they both needed wins, and right? I think they, they I still think both their stocks go up after that performance. I think yeah. Kevin Holland showed that he's right there, and I think a lot of the people, if they're smart, they're like, okay, if Holland decided to 
maybe that fight actually goes his way if he kept the fight on the ground when he did take him down and punched him a bit and then let him up. I think the f most fans should be privy to understanding that. Like, if you can't break that down and make that connection, then you are lost in the sauce. And you're one of those guys who are just like, there's no point in even having a conversation because if your brain doesn't comprehend that, then I don't know what to tell you, man. You don't want, yeah. you clearly are a casual, you don't watch a sport at all. So, um, yeah. So, it's, great fight. It, was that? Yeah. I was going to say, it's like if you had Sean O'Malley's back and then you just got up <laughs> and were like, let's strike. Like, yeah. you're like, let it, you're giving it to him. Yeah. And people are going to be calling me names. They're going to be calling me stupid. Uh, you're an idiot. Your fight IQ this, your fight IQ that. The same way they rip apart Chandler. I'm just like, Chandler's still got a pretty damn good fight IQ. He fights to his strengths. Um, maybe he doesn't wrestle as much because it makes him tired. I have no idea. But his style is go hard or go home, and he gas pedals everybody. And for the most part, when he makes a connection, he puts people out. You know, so it's like, yeah. you can't be mad when it works, and then when it doesn't work, it's like almost like Cody Garbrandt. Like, when it doesn't work, now everyone's like, oh, his fight IQ. I'm like, dude, you guys were loving it when he was putting people to sleep. You know, mm -hmm. live by the sword, die by the sword. Sometimes it goes like that. And I think there are some guys who, like, they get a pass. Like, for even when they lose, they still can boost their credit with the fans just because they put on such exciting fights. And it's not like – it's almost like they didn't lose in a way. Like, yeah. I almost feel like Kevin Holland, when he comes back, he's such a bigger star – from taking the Hamzat fight on short notice, being the main event, and then being another main event and having a banger fight, like I still feel like he comes back with a bigger name and people are more excited to see him fight. I hope I hope so. Um, but it's going to be a while because he broke his hands in multiple places from what I understand, yeah. and it's displaced. Whatever the hell that means. I'm talking like I understand this, this jargon. <laughs> it's broken and it's displaced in multiple places. I have no idea what that means. It but, means his fingers are not where they should be. Yeah, so um, I don't know how long of a recovery that's going to be. I feel bad that he's going to be out for that long. I don't know when he broke his hand. Um, it's It sucks because, it, again, it was a fun fight. And if he, if he broke his hand in the first round, had Wonder Boy on the ground, and then let him up, that's some hardcore gangster-ass shit. But Exactly. It's some gangsta-ass, not-so-smart shit, in my opinion. I was like, if I broke my hand, and I knew I broke my hand in the first round, I'm going to be like, nah, dog. I'm going to have to beat this clock up, and I'm going to have to beat you up with some elbows, um, punches with my good hand. You know, and think about this. Me and the boys were talking, and we are breaking down this fight, and we go uh, analyzing the fight. And I go, you put on the show for the fans. You break your hand in the first round. Whatever round you break it in, let's say the second. He breaks it in the second. And then you break one, you use the other one because you still want to put on a show. You break the other hand. Now you have two broken hands. This is how you test your relationship, fellas. You're going to go out there, break your hands for the fans, taking all that glory. Yeah! <coughs> Do the Donald Trump. You know, the whatever this dance move is that he does. And then taking all the shots to the face. Ah, gay. <laughs> that's that's the dance you do when put that shit on comes on. Put that put that shit on. <laughs> but <laughs> you break your hands. Let's say you have a fiance, you have a wife, you have a girlfriend, whatever. You're gonna go home. Yeah, babe, I made all this money, but my hands are broken. Now you finish cutting weight. You're gonna be using the bathroom way more. You're gonna be, dude. 
this is how you touch the relationship right here. Like, what's your lady gonna do for you? And if you're into the other stuff, if you play for both sides, you know, I'm not here judging. What's your guy gonna do for you? I, <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Are you? Are they wiping your cheeks? Cause nah, dude, no. that's why. Is it not? What do you think I'm, about it? I'm like, I'm getting, yo. I'm getting a bidet installed. I'm not even asking. Nah, I'm like, babe, I'm not dude, asking my up. significant other. Back up. I'm not. Nah, stay away from there. Baby, I gotta go. I'm eating nachos. I'm eating queso. I'm eating ice cream. I'm eating chocolate chip that's, cookies. Yeah, that's post fight. Babe, we're going to test this relationship right here. Do you love me or not? Oh, no. Because <laughs> I got this Charmin. <laughs> and, I got two, and I got two broken hands, babe. What do you want me to do? My hands are in a cast. I can't do nothing. I can't wipe. You got to help me. That's actually. I'm either not I didn't even wiping think about that. or I'm getting a bidet installed. I'm not having my girl do that. Nah, you're not letting her. Nah. Bro, Swipe she's not going to be card. my girl that long if she starts doing that. <laughs> you got to marry her at that point. That's it, a fucking done relationship. She's nah. going to see me differently. Yeah, yeah, but that's a real one. That's a real one. <laughs> Babe, would you look at yeah, me the I same? It, I don't know. I don't. I think just the conversation is making her look at you different. She's a nurse, she says, so she's like, this is what we have to deal with. I'm like, all right, I respe respectable. Respectable. All right, so fellas. Who are single out there like me? Find yourself a nurse. <laughs> She'll wipe those cheeks up for you. Make take sure care of you. Nice and clean. Uh, no, I, we were talking about that. I thought that was like a very interesting thing to think about. And I was like, I never thought about that. Because you get the one hand banded up. You got the pins in it. Then if you break both, what do you do? That's a, that's a shitty situation to be in. You know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> Pun intended. You went there. Um, yeah, but either That's way, nice. man, great fight. I don't know. If, I I don't think Holland stock goes down that much, but I know people are gonna be like, "Damn, bro, you could have won, or put yourself in a better position to win." I don't know. Whatever it is, what it is. Or, this is why Kevin Holland is Kevin Holland. That's true. Um, the RDA fight. I mean, this was a good fight. Very classic RDA going out there, push him against Cage. Um, transition to the back. And it's such a weird thing. It's like when he does it, I, I feel like people don't give him the respect that he should get. Yeah. Like, maybe it's because he doesn't talk shit. I think about it like that. I'm like, maybe because it's like his style of fighting, the way that he wins, isn't the most entertaining. But for me, it is because I'm a grappler. Um, but the way he just slowly drowns these guys and then he submits them. He did it to Neil Magny. He did it to Barbarina. He's done it countless times before. Um... But I want to say, like, even for me, like, when I do it versus when he does it, it almost seems like, yeah, people talk more shit to me, but people don't really talk shit to him. It's almost like no one's paying attention. It's a weird, I could be completely wrong, but it feels like no one's paying attention to RDA. I don't know because he's, he's lost the belt, he's no longer the champ. But people forget that he won the belt two different weight classes, 155 and also at 170. So even with, I, I like the way that he took him down, he transitioned to the back, and then from there, throwing the hooks in, he dominated the control with the head and arm choke for a while. And then I thought the fight was over in the first round, but it went to the second. And this was more or less the same exact thing, same approach. Um, it's just it's just interesting, man. Sometimes you see these killers that are so good, so technical at what they do, and people don't talk about them as much. And what I'm saying is I'm not disrespecting RDA. I just feel like I'm not seeing 
the response of the crowd and the fanfare of them talking about him and appreciating what he's doing out there. Because to be at his age, coming back from such a crazy loss against another striking um, opponent uh, who's very good and durable, lands some nasty elbows, and is always in these fan-friendly fights, puts it on the line all the time at Barbarina, and then RDA goes out there and just pretty much makes it a one-sided dominant fight. And just, man, it was like a, a slow mudslide of a of a dominating performance from RDA. Like, Barbarina didn't really have any moments in this fight, like, whatsoever. That you could have been like, oh, he almost had him. There was nothing like that, at least that I saw. And Barbarina's a tough dude, man. And I, I want to say he was on, like, a couple-fight win streak. Yeah, he was on a three-fight win streak and then losing to RDA like that and by finishing the second round. So, unfortunate for him, but huge for RDA to get back in the win column. And uh, he can still compete with the best guys because he's always going to have that expertise in that one field of grappling, and he's going to always be able to do, to do that to guys if he can impl- impose his will. He wasn't able to do that to Fazee for some reason. I don't know if he thought that he could strike with him more, but I felt like he would have done that. But this is back at 170. I think the Fazee fight was at 155. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so fun fight either way, man. Good for him. But I, I think maybe he should just stay at 170 and finish out the rest of his career at 170, and maybe he'll get a, a break. I mean, even against a guy like Shavkat, who's a, a marauder, maybe he can challenge him with his grappling as well and make it an interesting matchup. I, during, when when uh, when RDA was doing that to uh, Barbara and I was like, yo, is that Khabib? Yeah. For a sec. He literally like looked like he was Khabibing him. Yeah, but yeah, he looked like a savage out there. Like, like he looked, he like kind of like you. He's his grappling is good, man. Super high level. Yeah, just dismantled him step by step with technical grappling. Yeah, it's crazy. I agree. I, it's savage, man. The guys, he's still a killer, man. Still one of the guys to watch. And uh, if you want to learn some BJJ, this is a guy to watch for sure. I did want to analyze and break down his submission so I could show people. And then um, the other one I wanted to show was uh, the other really cool submission, which was Roman Delidze. But I'm not going to have time because we're going to go into Jamaica. Um, still packing up for that. But we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, I mean, some other good fights. This guy, Pavlich, killer. I thought this guy was a, a one-trick pony. I thought he got lucky. But it's a very, very good trick, man. He just bum-rushes you. He has a really good jab. And then once he finds that he makes a connection it's like he just knows like okay if i can hit him one more time i know i can send this guy to the shadow realms and that's just what he does two fights in a row to um derrick lewis now to tuavasa tuavasa beating derrick lewis as well getting a finish and then a guy who was a former interim belt challenger in tai tuavasa and former interim challenger in derrick lewis for him to go out there and beat both those guys and finish them and like just Excellent. I don't know, man. Just dominated fashion. The way he just went out there and just slaughtered both guys, man. Um, the Derek Lewis, you could kind of make a case that that fight could have gone a little bit longer. But now watching this, I'm like, dude, I don't know if anything would have changed. It would have just maybe Duke Lewis would have just survived a little bit longer. And maybe the results are the same. Unless he would, you know, you can. there's always that punch's chance, especially with Derek Lewis. But it looked like Pavlich is here to stay, man. Like, I think he's the next potential challenger for the belt. I I think he is the next guy. I'm going to say that. This guy is an absolute dog, man. To see the stuff, to see the way he's throwing these punches and the way he's lining it up, I, I don't see who's going to beat him for 
a good time unless it's like someone who's a grappler and can get inside and tie him up. Yeah. Well, I think I don't know what they're doing with uh John Jones at heavyweight, but yeah, I mean my thing with this fight though is like Ty definitely came back too quick after a knockout loss like that. And yeah, this guy has a good like his obviously you can't take anything away from Pavlovich cuz he's a savage. And he did the exact same thing to Derek Lewis, but it's like Ty definitely should not have been fighting in December. I think even February would have been probably too soon. So it's just it's kind of sad to see him take two knockout losses in a row when he was on such a high trajectory and like a crazy win streak fighting for the interim title. Now he's taking damage like that to his head. It's just I don't know. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of that and I think it was kind of dirty for him to be in that fight, you know what I mean? We'll just go on. Roman Delidze taking his fight on short notice against Jack Hermanson. Wow. <clears throat> I've seen a cast slicer before in, in fights. Um, Charles Oliveira, I think there was one other one. But for him to do it like that, belly Jack Hermanson down and those shots. Let's not even talk about the sweep that he hit earlier in the fight in round one to get back to his feet. Um, it was just an entertaining fight from beginning to end from both guys. And Hermanson's a high-level grappler, so for him to get caught in that position, the Lizard just shows that, man, G BJJ can be very dangerous as long as you're super active. You're not just stalling the fight and just looking to kill the clock. It is a very dangerous spot to find yourself in, and especially with him falling in love with his hands. I think that's what's going to make him a very fun fighter to watch. I, I think he's already shown that. He can crack, so he can knock guys out. And his BJJ, I would say, is better and more technical than his striking. So I think you got a, a, a real title threat right here in Roman Delidze. He's a dark horse, man. You've seen Adesanya with the grappling um, deficiency, I would say. And I, I, and it's hard to call it like a, I don't say deficiency, but that's the area that he's not the most, um, that's not his strong point. Delidze could come in there. He might not be the best striker. He might not be the fastest striker, but he's tough. He can grapple. And if he can get the fight to the floor, I like his chances against a lot of these guys. Even like a Bo Nickel. Him versus a Bo Nickel would be super fun to watch. And I think we'd get to see both of these guys probably have to figure it out on the feet. Or Roman Delizze would rip Bo Nickel's leg off. Because the one grappling match I think Bo Nickel did, they had to convert the rules a little bit. <clears throat> customize it. And when they customized the rules for Bo Nickel, they said no like leg locks kind of thing. So... Roman Delizze, we've seen him multiple times go for the leg against um, Philip Hawes, now against um, Jack Hermanson. We've seen him hit the sweep. Like, there's a lot of good things that he could do that will pose some threats to Bo Nickel, unless Bo Nickel can stifle the game on top and not take any damage. And really, that's really what he's going to have to do, kill the clock. We know he could take him down. Jack Hermanson took him down. But that's not the dangerous part. The dangerous part is being on the mat with a guy like Delizze, who's controlling the posture, He's attacking off his back with elbows, and then he's constantly looking to attack your legs, looking for triangle chokes, or looking for arm bars, or to sweep you and get back on top. So there's, there's so many fun fights for Roman right now, which makes me excited to watch him going forward. For him to take this on short notice, perform so well, and on top of that, get the finish, man, the, the sky's the limit for this guy. And I don't know if you've been paying attention to him as much as I have, but this is a fun grappler to watch who can knock guys out, and I think that's going to be a big 
threat to a lot of these guys. And if they weren't paying attention to Roman Delizze before, you better be paying attention to him now because what he's doing, I'm telling you, man, that is some dangerous high-level yeah. shit that's going to give a lot of guys some problems. Jack Manson is no joke. He submitted a lot of guys. For him to get caught like that, I don't know if you saw him submit um, Kelvin Gastelum with the, with the knee bar slash leg lock. I did yeah. not. In the first round, I think but. in like less than two minutes. So for him to get like wrapped up like this by Delitze, I'm telling you, man, it says a lot. People better pay attention because this is going to be a tough guy to beat. As long as he comes locked in up here, I, I stylistically, I see him being a nightmare for a lot of people out there right now. Yeah, Roman's a fucking savage, and he's been active, so I'm I'm excited for him. He's on like a what three or four fight I think win streak four now, and yeah, he's beating a ranked opponent, and he three three. I know no, he four, said this last time, but yeah, like, but he came down from two hundred five on a two fight win streak yeah. to to middleweight, and then he so lost. He that guy's just a. I was he's just a savage for the weight class, but you yeah, know yeah, but. I, I think a lot of good things to come for him. A lot of fun matchups in this 185-pound division. We're starting to get some new blood, which is cool to see as well. And I think he's relatively young, man. Um, he's – oh, no, he's not. He's 34. My bad. Not that young. But uh, I think there's any time for him to strike while the iron's hot is now. So now he's entered his name in that conversation. I think he even poses a big threat to a guy like um, Alex Pajeda. Mm -hmm. Like right yeah. now. Right now. Big threat yes. to Alex Pajeda. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, he called out Hamzat Shemaev. I like that call out. If Hamzat's going to come out, Hamzat's a good grappler, but he's mostly wrestling. R Roman's a grappler, but he's mostly BJJ. And that's where we get to see styles of making fights. And I think it would come down to the striking, which I think Hamzat is a lot faster than Roman. And I think the takedowns, he explodes a lot. This would, ah, Man, there's so many good matchups. I could go off on that. I could talk about this for another five, ten minutes, bro. But... Um, for time's sake, I know you got to get out of here soon, so we'll, we'll keep this rolling. Um, a couple other good fights. Eric Anders getting a finish over Kyle Dawkins. Um, Philip Rowe, um, shout out Philip. He's a fellow Jamaican as well, Jamaican-American like myself, first generation. Um, shout out to him getting a big finish over Nico Price, where Nico was looking like he was coming back and was going to take the fight and get a finish. And then Philip Rowe comes back and styles on him and uh, gets some bonus points and puts him away. I think he's tied for like... The most finishes in a row right now. Mm, nope, I lied. But he has two finishes in a row, back to back. Oh, actually, I did. No, he does three. Um, Kosi, Jason Witt, and now Price. So good for him, man. <coughs> um, Angela Hill, always doing her thing. She gets a dub. Um, two in a row now for her. Clay Guida, split decision win. Michael Johnson looked sick. Jonathan Pierce versus Elkins. I mean, we could talk about these. There's so many to go. Like, there's so many fights. But like we said, for time's sake, just there's a lot of notable names out here. Jonathan Pierce, Nathan Levy, uh, Francis Marshall beating Marcelo Rojo, which is a huge win for him. And uh, this that girl who was on the, the opener, Uruguay, I think that's how you say her name, Jaz Yasmin. Wargay, War something, yeah. Yeah, she got dropped and she came back and got a sick finish in the second round. Ground and pound TKO, man. Um, I saw that. That was sick. Yeah. Uh, so, just one other thing. The Bellator fights that are coming up. We got Rafael Stotts versus Danny Sabatello in the main event. That's going to be a really fun fight. I'm looking forward to watching that one. Um, and then we got Patchy Mix taking on Magomed Magomedov. Patchy, for me, is like, 
as close to, as it gets to being the mirror image of me and Beltor, in my personal opinion. Mm. I think he's that good. Uh, his striking has come a long way, and I think people aren't realizing how good he actually is. And he can strike, man. That's the that's the really good part about it. He's put a lot of time into the striking that I've seen personally over the over the the past few months at Extreme Couture. And I think that's gonna post dividends against a guy like Magomed, who is mostly a grappler and mostly does controlling, right? So my my thing with grapplers that always just look to wrestle, you have to be threatening with something. You can't just take somebody down. You gotta be looking to do damage. And this is where I tie in the Henry Sayudo thing. If you take me down, okay. Bravo. I get taken down. People always say, like, oh, you're such a good... I'm like, dude, I get taken down all the time. Yeah, I'm a... In terms of the wrestling world, I would give up takedowns because it was just like, if I couldn't out-scramble you, that's how I would get my takedowns because I wasn't very technical at shooting. I would either use a Russian arm and go for big moves. So I would always wait to top and bottom because from there, that's when I did my most my most dangerous work, which was I would pick top or you would pick bot top or you pick bottom. And then I would piss pound people with power halves, leg riding, and just torching them. Power halves, ripping their shoulders off, looking for the pin, or just inflicting as much damage as I could. Um, yeah, so, again, Patchy is one of those guys. He's going to take your back. He's going to beat you up. Magomedov is going to need to do damage if he wants to win that fight. And uh, mm -hmm. the Sabatello fight, I'm not very interested other than just seeing if Rafael Stas could shut the big mouth up. This guy talks a lot of shit, and for whatever reason, his style's... Like, again, it's like RDA, but the difference is he's just taking you down and he's holding you. He's not he's not really putting guys away. So when you see that, it's like people are paying attention to him because he's just talking. If RDA did the same thing, people would be tuned in and locked in to want to watch him fight all the time, even if it's not a fan-friendly style. For this guy, people want to watch him fight because they want to see him just get his mouth shut. So let's see yeah. what Rafael Stas could do. Can he put, he could put the test to the... Uh, what do you ever know? He's going to test them and yeah. see where that's at. Um, and with that said, before we get into the next one, I just want to give a shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook for sponsoring this, this episode's podcast. Thank you for always supporting us. Your boys over here, um, as they say, keeping the lights on. I mean, I keep my own lights on, but thank you guys for always doing that for us, of course. Um, and outside of that, Jake, my memory card is full, so I'm going to need to... Damn, this is tragic. Wow. Yeah. Dude, I might have to just, I might have to just, I don't know, do a separate one at, uh, in, in what do you call it? In Jamaica. Jamaica, yeah. Yeah, we got, I got one minute left. It's flashing right now. Um, <clears throat> Fuck. It is what it is. Um, we we're going to get into the main card anyway for UFC 282. Um, but that's that's fine. We could we could figure something else out, or if anything, I could just do it while I'm at the airport, while I have some downtime. I could do that and maybe send it over before I take flight. Um, but yeah, I, I got to finish packing for Jamaica. Jake's coming out. We got a whole crew. We got Marab. We got Ally Quinta. We got Dennis Bazookia. We got my cousin, um, Ant. It's gonna be a fun time, man. I'm definitely looking forward to this. I'm gonna show everyone the wonders of Jamaica, the same way we did with Marab going to his country of Georgia, and the UFC team is gonna be coming down to film. Um, I fly out tonight, so. If anyone is around, we'll probably post some, like, fan meetup stuff in, like, nice places where people could come and actually hang, mingle, maybe take some pictures with the locals down there. And, of course, we're going to get the red stripes and beef patties and, of course, some authentic jerk chicken and some oxtail, you know. Um, with that said, we got oh, five yeah. seconds. 
So signing out. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will be back.